Greetings, Maltopians. Are you looking to delve deeper into the world of Maltopia? Then check out our Patreon, where you can find written mythos pieces, world maps, found footage, art, Patreon-exclusive shows, and more. Just go to patreon.com forward slash Maltopia and join one of our tiers for access to great new content. Brave the forbidden and embrace the darkness. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com.
It was time that my father be known to the world. I unearthed the rest of his works and placed them upon the burning stage of my former home. I took one last look at the family that could never have been, and then, replacing into sleep the family that had taken their place, I took my leave. Of the Prince of Smoke there was nothing left, save perhaps the stuff of his namesake. I had given him over to the fire, and his bones I had smashed to dust. Throughout the shepherd's game, I have endeavored to maintain the dignity and vision of those who have fallen to me. Never have I reveled in the death of a single artist, or hunter, or wolf. And never have I had the desire to do so. This competition does us all the kindness and decency of placing its boundaries beyond the world. And as such, it is our obligation, I believe, to strive to exhaust those boundaries not to settle on keeping the ball, so to speak, in the mud of the physical realm. So I resolved to show no consideration to those who play the game for the sake of solidity and namesake, especially those who would disrespect and malign its players. Those sorts I would destroy, utterly. And so, the prince's name was struck from my list and from the world, as completely as could be managed. My mood improved once I recalled my next destination, Willard. Where dwelt the skin-switcher, Mr. Hyde? I was relieved to know that my next opponent had both feet firmly planted in wonder, even if he was a bit caught up with his own physical immensity and was as excited as I to see our contest resolved in the corridors of a city carved from untamed madness. So, done with wasting time on one so undeserving, I quickly made my way to the city of madmen. As was my custom, I made my way across the most haunted environs I could put between myself and my destination. Wandering and wondering as I went, willingly lost in dreamy reflection. Soon finding myself in new surroundings, I drifted with even less direction, simply aiming myself at the cardinal points that would bring me, eventually, to my terminus. My journeys were filled with all manner of wonderful weirdness, as I often encountered some scrap of obscurum, either standing lordly and alien over the prosaic fields of the dead earth, or squatting within the hidden margins of some grotesquely resolute slice of reality. Such contrasting aesthetics always made for delightful dreams. They informed and imprinted my nocturnal visions with the works of artists beyond the world. Their canvases nothing less than the stretched and dried skins of a dead world. This particular journey was no different than any other, it seemed, and in short order I stumbled upon a dream, or so I believed. A pearl-white stream flowed through the woods, apparently killing any flora that neared its crumbling black banks. It reflected the moonlight in a way I had never seen almost shattering the pale illumination wherever the moon sought to touch the albino rivulet, creating a kind of visual debris from the cold lunar night. I moved to the edge of the water, 
careful to search for any untoward presence as I went. There was nothing save for the strange water itself. I looked for my reflection upon the surface of the flowing stream, yet found nothing, only endless, empty white. I became keenly aware of a certain familiar feeling, but could not put clear memories to it. There was also a tremendous artificiality to the scene, a deliberate and immutable falseness. I realized that the stream held no relationship to the moon, the night, or even the forest through which it unfurled. It was an alien. The darkness refused the stream its enshrouding touch, creating a thin film of light above the water where the night was left incomplete. The revenant light was sickly, holding a coldness that reached beyond the skin, a strain of radiance that failed to illuminate its surroundings. Instead, the light seemed only to solidify its immediacy in a way that removed the fear and wonder of unseen things, all while not visibly disclosing them. Within moments, I felt utterly alone, without dream, purposeless. I was as bleached and bottomless and indistinct as the weighted brook. I sat down beside the water and stared into its infinite, pointless depths. It was then that I realized what was happening to me. Who was happening to me? I had encountered the White Gaia, the dead queen of the worthless, rotting world. I had only once before felt her presence as keenly. I was but a child, roaming the back roads of the world with my new family. One afternoon, as we lay in the darkness of hidden places, my mother woke me from my sleep and requested that I walk with her into the nearby city. The place was horribly new and overbright. A plastic corpse laid at the feet of the terrible yellow noon. We walked deep into the urban thickets of glass and steel. My mother whisked me into a ruined apartment building, up a flight of rotting stairs, and into the shabbiest apartment I'd ever seen. Before me there was a double-pane window, its lowest pane filled by a sheet of white stained glass. Gently, my mother brought me to kneel before the white aperture, and told me to gaze through the glass. As I peered, I could see outlined in the white fog of the window the undead mother of the world, the white Gaia. She spilled upwards, thousands of feet, upon the skinless, ragged bones of her bent legs. Her body was corpulent and heaving, with breasts like rotting moons. Her arms were as naked as her legs, terminating in crooked skeletal hands. Her head was deathly yellow and hollow, and her eyes shone like open graves. There stands the enemy of all enemies, my mother whispered. You will come to know her and her works. She already knows you very well. As I recounted my first glimpse of the Dead Queen, I hadn't noticed the white waters rising above my waist. Unseen currents tugged at me, and I heard a summons spill from the rotting lips of my greatest enemy. I would speak with you, artist. 
After being pulled beneath the white waters and feeling that I had sunk to an impossible depth for such a small stream, my hands found the bank and I pulled myself back onto dry land. The world beyond the waters seemed too bright, yet the darkness of the benighted woods had not lifted, as per the hours dictate. The trees seemed locked into their soils like saprophyte statues. The moon appeared rusted to the night. The darkness fell empty and dead from the open grave of the sky. Everything had changed, yet everything remained the same. I wasn't even wet. Before me stood a nearly solid wall of dead trees, behind which lingered equally dead earth. The land was entirely denuded of thickets, and no animals stirred. The trees were uncommonly tall, standing stronger and fiercer than any dead thing had a right to. They were completely without blemish, apparently unbothered by both insect and beast during the entirety of their lives and deaths. I approached the barrier without hesitation or caution. This was a special place to the Queen of the Dead World, so I would not waste time thinking I could prepare for what was ahead. I could feel an unclean power leaking out from the line of trees, pooling around the weakest parts of me, seeking entrance. Of course it found me an impenetrable fortress, dressed in silent armies and burning moats. I smiled openly and victoriously at the unseen places behind the corpse trees. At last, the ground began to shudder beneath the ungainly shamble of the dead mother. She approached. I held fast only a few feet from the barricade, waiting to be addressed. I was not made to wait. How long have we known each other, artist? And yet only now will we speak. Strange, isn't it? Her words were immense, filled with a poisonous, vaporous warmth. The kind of heat that rose from fever dreams born of plague. Although I could not see her for the trees between us, I sensed her size was beyond the reckoning of numbers. Her appearance even further beyond conception. Strange indeed. I said, as I feel we have spoken often, if only through our actions, perhaps our conversations would be best characterized as an ongoing debate. Though I feel you've heretofore dominated the argument, I'm currently working on my rebuttal, perhaps my greatest yet. I thought to get to the bones of the matter, as it was the contest that concerned her, and we both knew it. Yes. The queen replied. About that rebuttal of yours. You haven't much of a chance with it. But I think you know that. As a being familiar with all its enemies, I know only too well which are most deadly. You are not the greatest player in the shepherd's game, artist. You are the tragedy of all contests. You are second best. I needn't say the name of the fated winner, as your fear spells it out for you. Your death lives in Autumn City, artist. It always has. I smiled. I have made a living and a killing, 
from being underestimated. I have no reason to expect that to stop anytime soon. I will kill Jack Lantern, and then I will destroy you. The Queen chuckled, and then continued. I've not come here to belittle you, but rather to help you. I'm no admirer of the Shepherd's game. This one, the countless ones before it, or the countless others yet to come. I would see them stopped. Forever. You might help me in that regard. My laughter echoed through the dead trees. I'm afraid I can't pay you the same respect, you foolish thing. What are fools for, after all, if not for laughing at? You think I would help you? I would sooner let Jack Lantern kill me than to dream of helping you. You've wasted your precious props and omens to bring me here, creature. I turned away in disgust and began to walk away. A monstrous creature barred my way. It had an almost comically overlarge mouth, its many eyes gleaming with a singular hunger. I sensed I was not the creature's preferred food, yet its rapacious state would likely find my flesh an acceptable substitute. This is my son, the white Gaia informed me. One of them, anyway. He is called the Eater of Idols, and he wishes very much to join you at the Shepherd's Game, one way or the other. He will do just that. It is my hope that we can strike a somewhat civil tone for the remainder of my offer. Shall we continue, or would you rather fight without even knowing why? She had locked me in a cage of sparkling curiosity. I would hear the queen out, so I turned to face the dead trees. Excellent, she continued. You see... Since you have no chance of winning the game, your ridiculous boasting aside, I thought to make you an offer that would benefit the both of us. My son and I would like to give you a chance at achieving more than just winning the Shepherd's Prize. We can offer you the pleasure of killing a god. Imagine what marvelous art you could make from that kind of clay. But, even more importantly, you could be entitled to a share of the spoils. A share of that godhood. It would make you fat and drunk with power. Power you could use however you decide. Why, you would be so much more of a threat to me with such potency. Of course, you would certainly be less of a threat to me than would be the shepherd, if he should be left alive to continue with his wretched tournaments. Either way, it's a chance I'm willing to take for an immediate, appreciable result. How say you, artist? I turn to leave for the second time. The second of my plans, the least... Preferable of them, in fact. 
is to force the issue and have my son join the game at your expense. It's a little clumsier than my previously outlined scheme, but it should do the trick. I assure you, this latest plan will hurt, artist. Why not take the easy road for a change? The eater of idols began to stir, sensing my decision. Her proposals were absurd, and my sisters were eager to supply them with the raucous laughter they so richly deserved. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 